What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner, and this is episode 499. It's crazy. We're about to hit 500 freaking episodes. That means that you could spend, I don't know, what, 500, close to 500 hours. I mean, I guess not quite because not every episode's an hour, but call it 400 hours listening to my stupid ass voice and my ridiculous perspective on things. It's insanity to me. Anyway, thank you for being here as we take one step closer to 500 and here's to 500 more. Anyway, this is uh, a, a little bit of a different topic for me, even though it shouldn't feel like a different topic because I'm going to speak very specifically on nutrition and I'm going to give you a template to follow that will make your life so much easier if you have fat loss goals or body composition goals. This is going to make things so freaking easy. But first, it's the Wednesday edition, which means we got to give away some free stuff. There there have been 429 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts alone. That's just on one platform. And we are averaging 4.9 out of 5. It's not too bad. If I like call an Uber and I look at the driver's rating and it's 4.9, I feel pretty comfortable. I would say out of 829 ratings, it would be a little absurd to have a 5.0 out of 5.0 rating. So I'll take 4.9 average. Every week we pick one winner who left us a five-star review and we give away a free supplement from one of our sponsors, Cured Nutrition, Organifi, or Legion Athletics. And this Week's winner is Surf Luciani. Surf Luciani. The review says, straight to the point. This podcast, it can change your life because Mike says it like it is. No sugarcoating or wasting time. Tells you the truth about fad diets and most important, helps you keep the focus on your goals. Thank you so much, Surf Luciani. Please do me a favor. Email me, Mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com and tell me what supplement you want to try from one of our sponsors and we will send it to you totally free. And if you are listening and you would like to win next week, you usually have about a 20 to 25% chance of winning based on the amount of reviews that we get. All you have to do is open the podcast app on your phone. Even if you're already subscribed to the show, you follow these steps. You go to the podcast app on your phone. You tap the search button. You type in Mind Over Macros. You tap on the thumbnail, and then you scroll all the way down until you see the ratings and reviews, and then you submit a review, and you're eligible to win. There was actually a really funny review. Um, by the way, I picked these randomly, so uh, but there was a funny review that came in this week um, that basically said... You can tell you trigger a lot of people because there's so much filters and warnings. Ha ha, but I love it. And it's true. Uh, I do discuss a lot of sensitive subjects, so I always try to caveat. And it's not that I'm worried about triggering people, but I always believe in providing context and, and explaining nuance. Like, you know, I, I made a post on Facebook 
the other day that said, hot take or logical take, drugs cannot fix what a lifestyle caused. And again, that's that's an example of me not providing any context or explaining nuance, but most of the time I do. So I always hope that the people who follow me don't just like look at a snapshot of a really short form post that is intended to be a little bit more open-ended because I am open to hearing you know, how people perceive that. Um, and it definitely triggered a lot of people. And somebody was like, this is very biased and uninformed. And, and I think it's funny because immediately calling out somebody's opinion as biased and uninformed would draw the conclusion that your opinion is informed and unbiased, which obviously isn't the case because these things are very open to interpretation. Um, and it's there's no like definitive conclusion. So in particular with this topic, I was talking about weight loss drugs. And it's funny because the people that commented who are like, yeah, I agree with you, but there's also a time and a place where they serve a purpose. And I'm like, yeah, 100%, I agree. And that's where the nuance and discussion comes into play. But there's other people who who just want to let, you know, they want to be triggered. They want to, you know, push back and get really defensive. So I usually prefer to provide context and nuance and caveats and things of that nature because I think it's important, not because I'm afraid of triggering people. I always say, if somebody gets offended, it is a choice. And I wholeheartedly believe that. Like If you're going to read something that I write and be offended by it, that is a choice. When I curse and I get people who comment and tell me to stop cursing because it offends them, that's a personal choice. And again, you're allowed to have your opinion. You're allowed to have, you're allowed to choose to be offended by cursing. Uh, but that's not really for me to do anything about. That's up to you to take personal responsibility. Instead of saying, Mike, I wish you wouldn't say fuck so much. Instead, you can choose to not be offended by it, or you can choose to not listen. There's so many options that you have. So I'm never worried about that part of it, but I do worry about being somebody who is known as a context provider and somebody who isn't afraid to explain the gray area or the nuance and have these difficult conversations. So uh, I appreciate the uh, the review and it, and it sparked an interesting thought in my mind. Anyway, uh, this episode, like I said, is going to be a little bit different, which is strange to say because it is very nutrition focused and very much um, kind of just very tactical. Like I'm going to give you a very specific template and blueprint to follow to simplify the fuck out of your nutrition. And what I would love in return is if you enjoy this, if if you find it valuable, if you could just spread the love and take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Um, and please, if you're not following the show, just hit the subscribe or follow button, whatever it is on the app that you're listening on. All it does is it notifies you of new episodes. That's it. You're not committing to anything. You are literally just helping the show reach more people. That's it. So this topic was sparked by recent events in my life that just made me think how easy nutrition can actually be. If you follow 
a little bit of a framework and I'll explain what that looks like. So this is, this is actually going to be a template. This is kind of like receiving a meal plan without actually receiving a meal plan. But here, here's one of the things that I notice. Um, so I am going through my fluffy season of way more flexibility in my diet, not tracking macros, not really pursuing any fitness goals, getting to the gym three times per week, sometimes two. I am playing tennis twice a week, but uh, for for all intents and purposes, this is about as laid back as I've been about my body composition in a very long time. Now, to the average person, I probably still look relatively fit. Um, to myself, I can see and feel a difference. I can feel a difference in how my clothes fit. I can see a difference in the mirror. I can see a difference in my, like in all the metrics that you know, you're just not quite where you want to be. But I also don't feel like dieting right now. I'm, I haven't reached the point of like, I really want to cut and do something about this. And Mel and I have both been in this phase, although I'm just going to tell you guys a secret. Her feelings about this are all in her head. <laughs> Mel listens to every episode, so I know that she's going to hear this. But she tells me all the time how she's in her fluffy season, how she feels thick. She looks amazing. She, the other day, she like was getting changed and she like reached into her drawer to grab like a shirt or something. And her back was just like shredded. Like her back muscles were like, fighting each other <laughs> to get out and it, I was like you're ridiculous and uh so if if you hear her complaining that she's not very lean right now just know that it's this is between us this is just between you and me it's in her head she's actually very lean and she looks amazing and she's super fit jacked and amazing so let's let's just but for me <laughs> And she'll, she'll call me on my bullshit, but I'm telling you, I, it's, it's valid for me. It's not valid for her anyway. Um, so we're, we're in this, uh, you know, we, we've decided together that we're going to start cutting it. It's just easier when, uh, you're on the same page with your part. Cause we, we like to eat together. We like to go out to eat, you know, we like to get drinks. Like there's certain things about our lifestyle that we do together from a food and alcohol standpoint. So when we're both cutting at the same time, it does make life a little bit easier. That way I'm not like, Hey, let's go get ice cream while she's cutting and dieting. And then she feels pressured into doing something that she doesn't really want to do, even though she'll set the boundary and she'll say no, but you know, you never want to disappoint or it's just, it's just easier. The bottom line. So we've decided that we're going to be like everybody else and start in January, although it's a little bit different because we have a base level of, uh, you know, foundational habits that support us through our fluffy seasons, which again, is not that much of a difference to the average person, like would not notice much of a difference. But anyway, like I diet like once a year, maybe. And Mel does the same thing, maybe, maybe twice a year for her. But for me, it's like maybe once a year. So what I started paying attention to was I, I wanted to get a little bit of an understanding of where things were at currently. 
before I start dieting in January. So all I did was started tracking a few things just for awareness. Like I wasn't setting targets. I wasn't trying to hit a certain macronutrient, you know, ratio or profile or anything like that. It was just, let me see what's going on here. And it was very eye-opening. Not in a surprising way, like, oh my God, I didn't know I was doing that, but it it illuminated a trend that then sparked a thought that then became this episode. And what I recognized is that my meals are so freaking similar every single day that there is not much variance at all. And because of that, what was shocking to me was the only, the biggest difference is the flexibility piece typically over the weekends. So I had this thought and then Mel had said something uh, that kind of made me really like hone in on this thought. Anyway, so the thought was you can simplify your nutrition so much. And the way that you can do that is step one, have similar meals every day. Now, a lot of people hear that and they push back because they're like, well, I get bored eating the same thing. But here's the difference. Like I'm a type 2A. So if you understand personality types and neurotypes, you know that type 2As, we get bored very easily. We like variety. So how am I a type 2A and Mel is a type 2A also, and we eat basically the same shit every single day because there are certain things that you can adjust that make it feel different. And here's my example. Every morning for breakfast, I have the same breakfast. I have two whole eggs with egg whites and cheese, usually feta cheese. And then I also will have sourdough bread, some kind of additional protein, veggies, and then maybe some turkey bacon, depending if we have it. But the the base is always the same. Two eggs, egg whites, usually feta cheese, although sometimes it's mozzarella. But here's the, the adjustables are Today, I added shrimp to my egg meal. The day before, I had brisket in my egg meal. The day day before, I had steak in my egg meal. But the egg meal stayed mostly the same. Then there's some times where instead of sourdough bread, I'll have potatoes as my carb source. Or instead of potatoes, I'll have fruit as my carb source. Do you understand what I'm saying here? The, The meal itself is largely the same exact thing with some very minor differences. But to me, that is a enough variety where I eat it every single day. Okay. Do that. <laughs> that's step one. Your meal template. That's why I said this is going to be like a template. Your meal template should be the same for each meal. And then you can just... Subtract, like I'll give you an example for dinner. Dinner is a protein source, vegetables, 
and a carb source, usually rice or potatoes or fruit. Again, the protein source changes. Sometimes it's chicken. Sometimes it's ground turkey. Sometimes it's ground beef. Sometimes it's steak. Sometimes it's salmon. Sometimes it's shrimp. The protein source can adjust. The carb source, it's usually about two or three different sources. The vegetables, usually it's like two or three different vegetables. It's either broccoli or cauliflower or green beans or asparagus. Pretty much it. So, and then same thing, like my post-workout. Post-workout, beef protein powder, almond milk, frozen strawberries, banana. And then I pour it over some Three Wishes cereal. Same thing. The template stays the same. Now with that, I don't really adjust anything. There's really no like plug and play. That's what it is. (laughs) It is what it is. But it's delicious and I love it and I look forward to it. And then even my snacks are the same. Basically, like I'll do an egg white wrap with laughing cow cheese, some deli turkey meat, and some siete salt and vinegar gluten-free chips. I usually have a no-cow bar as a snack as well. But I can substitute flavors. So do you see how it's like, I don't need to track. And then when I do track, it, the eye-opening thing is like, oh yeah, I forgot. I do the same shit every freaking day. And it's super easy to titrate up or down depending. Like when I do go into a dieting phase, I start with where I am. And then I make the necessary adjustments, which maybe it'll be pretty straightforward like, Instead of two slices of sourdough toast with my breakfast, I cut back to one. Maybe I cut back on the cheese in my eggs. Maybe I cut back on the amount of rice or potatoes with my dinner. Um, you know, or if I need to increase my fats, maybe I'll just add some olive oil, add some avocado, right? So it's like so these minor things. Do you see how that's such a different starting point already than somebody who's like, I got these macro targets and I have no fucking idea what I'm going to eat or how I'm going to hit these targets. You don't even need to be tracking macros to do this. Just build some basic meal templates. I don't know if template is the right word, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying, where the basis of the meal is the same. Like if you're somebody who likes oatmeal and that's like your breakfast of choice. Okay, great. So have some oats. Maybe mix in some Greek yogurt or some protein powder or some egg whites, anything to get the protein content up. Maybe throw in some cinnamon, I don't know, some blueberries, some almond butter, like whatever your thing is, start with the template and then just mess around with it a little bit to find the right combination if you're you're hitting a particular macro target. And do the same thing with all of your steady meals. Now, like I said, that's just that's just phase one. That's just step one. I want to take a brief pause in this episode to tell you about my friends over at Cured Nutrition. 
Cured is doing some amazing work and they have shown no signs of slowing down. Um, I'm continued to be impressed by just the the quality and, and care that they put into their products and their community. Uh, I think that they are leading the charge when it comes to kind of shifting the focus from like performance-based, you know, nutrition and health supplements that are like, you know, get a big pump and load yourself up with energy. Instead, they've kind of shifted to, hey, we're we're overstressed and we're not sleeping well as a society. Let's focus on the uh, let's focus on the rest and recovery side of the equation, which is probably more important than than anything else. Um, so I really appreciate that that perspective and the fact that they are um, you know, tackling that problem head on and doing an amazing job with their products. Um, you know, really when it comes to sleep, when it comes to stress, when it comes to anxiety, um, these are not easy topics to discuss. And I think a lot of people struggle without openly admitting that they struggle. And, um, it's just one of those things that can make or break your progress. Truly, that's not an overstatement. That's probably an understatement. It is so incredibly important. So I don't leave anything to chance when it comes to my sleep. I struggle like being a business owner. My brain never stops. It is constant stress. Mel can tell you, um, I, I just the racing thoughts and uh, the constant pressure, you know, you feel it daily. So I always take my serenity gummies before bed. I'll use the calm caps uh, just to help me when anxiety hits a little bit harder than normal. Uh, And then I'll also use their rise product if I need some help with focus, because when you struggle like I do, um, sometimes that can create a lack of focus and a lack of productivity because you're being pulled in so many directions and you feel like your attention is split. And I find that the rise product just helps me to focus in and be more productive on what I'm doing. Uh, So the rise product is something that I would highly recommend if you Um, struggle to pay attention at work or you struggle to get stuff done, or maybe you work from home and it's hard to stay focused, try the Rise product. Um, If you're struggling with sleep, absolutely get their Serenity gummies. It is, I'm I'm telling you, it will change. I've never heard anybody say that it didn't change their whole sleep routine. Like they cannot live without them anymore. And then the Calm Caps are great if you struggle with anxiety. Uh, fortunately, we have a 15% off discount for you, the listener, um, by going to curednutrition.com slash popfam, curednutrition.com slash P-O-P-F-A-M. Um, use code popfam at checkout. You get 15% off all of their products. Um, so start with the Serenity Gummies, get some Calm Caps. The Rise product is great. If you have pets, they've got some CBD treats that you can get for your pets and our our dogs love them, all three of them. Uh, is it's a lovely, lovely time in our household when they have their CBD treats and they just chill out on the couch with us. Uh, so all their products are amazing. You really can't go wrong. Go to curednutrition.com slash popfam. Use code popfam for 15% off. And now let's get back to the episode. Then step two becomes the flexibility piece. Because like I mentioned, The reason why I'm living my best fluffy life is because of the flexibility piece. For example, Saturday night, went out with my whole family for my sister's birthday. So we went into the city. We played mini golf. Yes, we played 
outdoor mini golf in December in Philadelphia. That was my sister's choice. That's what she wanted to do. However, she lucked out because it was like 50 something degrees out and it wasn't too bad. So we all went, my whole family went to play mini golf. And then we went out to dinner in the city and I ordered this big ass indulgent burger. So flexibility piece. I also got a drink. I also went out on Thursday night with a friend and met up with him at a, at a bar near my house. Um, and it was just like, Hey, let's, let's get together. Let's have a drink. Let's have some dinner. And I had a drink, actually had two drinks that night. So that's the flexibility side of things. So the part about the flexibility piece that most people don't take the time to address is what season are we in? Are we in the living your best life season where you are okay with gaining a little extra fluff and body fat? Where I'm going to make the choice to have ice cream more often, get the indulgent burger more often, because I'm okay with a little bit of extra fluff right now. But here's the part where the adjustment happens. I need to set the standard of what I am willing to do when it's time to die. There are sacrifices. Now, I probably would have said to my friend, if this were during my dieting phase, hey, I'm happy to meet up. Just a heads up. I'm probably going to eat beforehand and I'm not going to order any drinks. You cool with that? Do you still want to meet up or maybe do you want to just come hang out at the house? That's it. But what a lot of people fail to identify the flexibility side, what are you willing to sacrifice for the pursuit of a specific goal? So during my fluffy season, I'm okay with ordering food that's not cooked by me two to three times per week. And I'm okay making the more indulgent choices. When the dieting phase starts, it's one free meal a week. That's it. It's one. But then there's another step to this. Step three is you have to understand the choice difference when you are inserting a level of flexibility. So Mel and I have already discussed for our our free meals. We have our stay on track options. So there's a place called Honey Grow that's near us. That is, I think it's a national chain, but you can like order a bowl and customize everything so you can make it pretty lean. Same thing with a place like Kava, which is basically like Chipotle for Greek and Mediterranean food. There are certain choices that you can make that are easier to not even track because it should be a free meal, but you know that you're not getting like a 1500 calorie meal because you have more control over it. And it's just a little bit better of an option. But we also have our free meal, like, hey, we want to just order pizza or we want to just order 
you know, whatever we're craving, like pancakes or something. Like we'll do the one free meal a week and then we'll decide, is this going to be an on track ish meal or is this going to be like a YOLO meal? That's step three, but you got to have those things planned out in advance. Not even like, oh, I know that this coming Saturday, I'm going to do this thing. But again, it's setting up the template for options. Like just take a little bit of time of pre-planning to be able to set up the frame for these decisions so you're not caught in a moment of panic or, oh my God, this thing popped up and I don't know what to do. So like if at any point in time we get thrown off because let's just say um, we have the kids and they're like, we really want to do takeout. And it's like a Thursday and we're like, oh no, we had our Saturday plan. Great. Well, Let's adjust and let's just do our more on track type meal for Thursday with the kids and then they can order whatever they want. Which brings me to the next part. The lifestyle adjustment. So this would be step four. So Mel had a really good point. We were taking a walk yesterday. She was like, you know, I was thinking the weeks that we have the kids and we do a week on a week off. So we have them 50% of the time, one week, one week. So the week that we have the kids, I just, I, I snack more. I'm less dialed in. There's more like, you know, food around, like their leftovers, the, the meals that I'm making for them. It's more stressful. Like I have more on my plate. I'm being pulled in more directions. So like, it's just more difficult for me to stay super consistent. And I'm trying to plan ahead for my cut in January. And I thought it might be a good idea to have a certain level of, uh, you know, a deficit that I'm hitting on the off weeks and then a less of a deficit on the on weeks. So when we do have the kids, at least I have a little bit more food and flexibility to work with. Brilliant idea. That's called making a lifestyle adjustment ahead of time because you know your tendencies. That's where self-awareness comes into play. The lifestyle variable of I eat more, I snack more. There are less temptation. I mean, there are more temptations around when we have the kids. So Mel is doing the savvy thing and I will be joining her in this where it is more difficult. Like the kids know when there's leftovers, it goes to Mike. Like that's pretty standard in our household. (laughs) But when I'm dieting, I'm going to have to be more diligent about that. But it will help me to have more calories on those weeks so that I can get away with a little bit more. So that's step four the lifestyle adjustment that you need to make that will allow you to be more successful. And then step five, alcohol. And this is the one that a lot of people ignore. They put their head in the sand. They don't want to address it. They don't want to look at it. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yes, you can lose fat and drink alcohol. Yes, it also makes it more difficult. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? Right now, I'm willing to drink a little bit more freely. When I diet, maybe one drink every other week, maybe two drinks every other week, somewhere in that ballpark. And again, it's not like a hard and fast rule. It's not like when I say that, um, you know, if the situation calls for it, I won't ever go past two drinks. But I, I am going to set that standard so that I can stay mostly consistent with that template or frame, whatever you want to call it. 
but it makes it so much easier to know that ahead of time that this is what I'm doing for this particular phase and season. And then during my maintenance phase and season, I also have to have parameters because it's not just, okay, now I'm in maintenance. Let's just drink freely because then I lose everything. My maintenance or fluffy season is maybe one to two drinks per week, but it's probably not even that. But do you see how it's a, it's like a template? It's already established. It's the difference between going in with a game plan. Like imagine, I mean, I'm, I'm a football fan. I think everybody knows that by now. Uh, but if you don't watch football, every team comes into a, a game with a specific game plan that they've spent the whole week analyzing and coming up with based off of the opponent. And then they put together what, what people call scripted plays. So they have this entire playbook and usually it's like their first, you know, 15 or first 20 plays that are all set up ahead of time based off of the game plan for the week. So they go in their first drive, they have these scripted plays that they're going to follow. And then based off of what they're seeing in real time, they make these adjustments, but they already have the playbook established. So the adjustments are really minor. It's like, oh, this worked well. Let's lean into this. This didn't work so well based off of what the defense is showing us. So let's go in this direction instead. But they already have the plays mapped out. Imagine the difference between a team that comes into the game and they have no playbook in place. They have no script in place. They have nothing to follow. How's that going to work out? They're going to get slaughtered. But that's how most people approach their nutrition. It's like, well, I'm just going into a fat loss phase or I'm just going into maintenance, but we don't have the playbook. We don't have the scripted plays. We don't have the playbook. We don't have the template, the blueprint, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You have to create it. And this is an easy step-by-step -step process to follow. Create your templated meals that are easy to adjust, that look basically the same day after day. And if you're somebody like myself who craves variety, you just have little different options that you can swap in and out. Then you look at the season that you're in to allow for more flexibility. And then we have to define what that flexibility looks like from the perspective of how many meals are we okay with that are not cooked by ourselves. And then we should have some options that are better than others. What are the stay on track type meals when we order out? And what are the YOLO meals when we order out? And then we can make some lifestyle adjustments like, do I need more calories on the weekend? Do I need more calories when the kids are around like, like Mel and I would do? Lifestyle adjustment. And then we have to assess alcohol. How many, what are you willing to sacrifice? Now, the important piece to this is that you cannot, let me, let me really lean into this one. You cannot simply make these extreme sacrifices and go back to what you were doing previously that got you into the place where you wanted to change in the first place. You cannot make these changes 
and simply default back to what you were doing before if what you were doing before was not getting you the result that you wanted. So these shifts have to look like real life to you, meaning the meals should stay relatively the same. The level of flexibility should be titrated up or down minorly. It should not be this massive, like I'm going from 10 meals out per week to zero. And then when I'm done dieting, I'm going back to 10. That's not going to work. You can't go from 10 drinks per week to zero and then go back to 10. That's not going to work. The adjustments should be small where you have this foundation in place. And all it is is simple tweaks. Instead of three meals out, it's one. And then when I go back to maintenance, it's two or three again. Instead of four drinks per week, it's two. And then in maintenance, it's back to four, right? Little tiny things like that to move the needle. But the template, the blueprint, the structure should stay the same. So you've got the playbook, you've got the scripted plays, and then we're just seeing what works and making these minor adjustments. If you're willing to do a little groundwork ahead of time and pre-plan ahead of time and create this structure, especially on the meals, especially when it comes to flexibility in your, your dining out and ordering in and drinking alcohol, making these lifestyle adjustments, it makes everything so much easier. That is a big thing that we work on with our clients that makes a huge difference, a huge difference. They're always so surprised at how oh my God, I can have this flexibility and still make progress. But that's because we frame it in and we tell them specifically what they can get away with and these little micro adjustments that we can make to help them see progress while they feel totally free. Like they always previously signed up for programs where all of that shit had to be placed on hold. So yeah, they saw progress, but then when they resumed all of those things that were placed on hold, they lost all of their progress and started over again. And our process is totally different. So it's it's worth taking the time to do this properly. If that's at all helpful, let me know. If you're gonna implement, let me know. If you need some help implementing, let me know. Uh, just reach out on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>